SimplySafe.com. Whole home protection. Protection for every window, room, and door against intruders, fires, water damage, medical emergencies, and more. All monitored 24-7 by professionals ready to dispatch police. Everything you need to know. Experts use SimplySafe Home Security, named Best Home Security Overall by Yes News and World Report, and awarded by Popular Mechanics and more. Live professional alerts are monitoring Staff calls you when trouble is detected and stays with you until it's now solved. Dispatch faster with visual verification. Adding visual verification to your monitoring plan lets us verify your alarm is real, so police can dispatch faster. It's a lot less expensive. We cut out the middleman and markup so you get more security for less with no contact. Prepare for the unexpected. Lose power, lose Wi-Fi, summon a text system, natural disasters, simple safe is ready. Protects against fires and water damage. More than just intruders, our pros monitor against leaks, floods, fires, and more. Keep an eye inside and out. With HD security cameras for indoors and out, see what's happening all the time. Designed to disappear from the tiny size of our sensors to easy one-touch control means you'll never notice your security system detects people, ignores pets. Motion sensors use a precision human form detection algorithm. Compare your security options, traditional home for security, monitored by professionals, 36 months contract monitoring costs at $37 to $53 a month, hardwired needs and landline or rating on Trustpilot, SimpleSafe, the better way, monitored by professionals, no contracts, wireless, no drilling or landline required, great rating on Trustpilot, easy to set up yourself in no time. How it works, choose your security centers, we'll walk you through exactly what your home needs and ship it to your door. In a, in a week, in under a week. Set it up in just a few minutes, no tools needed, or let one of our pros do it for you. Sensors guard all your rooms and entry points. If there's a trouble, if there's trouble, our monitoring center will call you. And if needed, dispatch authorities. More reasons to choose sympathy. Arm disarm from anywhere, forgot to arm your system, need to let someone in, do it right from your phone anytime. Almost never change your batteries. Batteries last for almost a decade in our entry sensors. The best lifespan in the industry and battery life may vary based on use. Alexa, arm my system. Use your system with Alexa, Google Assistant, August Locks, Apple Watch, and more. Keep an eye on cabinets, safes, and more. Secret alerts, quietly alerts if you, alerts you if someone destroys Accesses private areas without sounding an alarm. Customize for your home. We'll customize the right system for your home's needs. Incredible range. Many wireless security systems struggle to cover your entire house. Ours can cover large homes with ease. Custom alerts for friends and family. Set up text alerts for friends and family to stay in the know. Duress pin. If someone forces you to disarm your system, your duress pin will secretly alert the authorities. Meet the station. Use station. Bronze complaint comes with a built-in cell connection to rapidly alert our emergency dispatch center. Try it, test it, love it, or return it. Test SimpleSafe in your home for 60 days. Your system arrives ready to work. No drilling or tools needed. If you aren't 100% satisfied, return it for a full refund. We'll even pay return shipping. Thank you for listening.
Good morning. Today's Lotus is Lucretia Garfield, wife of James A. Garfield, 20th U.S. President of Lucretia Garfield, Nee Rudolph, April 19, 1832 to March 13, 1918, was the first lady of the United States from March to September 1881 as the wife of James A. Garfield, the 20th President of the United States. Born in Garrisville, Ohio, Garfield first met her husband in 1849 at Geauga Seminary. After a long courtship, they married in 1858. They would eventually have seven children together, five of whom lived to adulthood, highly educated and intellectually curious. Lucretia Garfield was well attuned to the internal machinations of the Republican Party, which proved to be of great aid to her husband's political career. She was well regarded during a brief period in the White House, but after only a few months contracted malaria, and went to Long Beach, New Jersey to recuperate. In July 1881, James Garfield was shot and mortally wounded by Charles Guiteau. He lingered for two and a half months before dying, during which his wife stayed his bedside to receive much public sympathy. Lucretia Garfield returned to her home, former resident in Ohio after being widowed, living in what is now the James A. Garfield National Historic Site. She spent much of the rest of her life observing her husband's papers and other materials, which seven was the first Presidential Library was effectively. Early life, born in Garrettsville, Ohio, the daughter of Zebulon Rudolph, a farmer and co-founder of the Western Reserve Eclectic Institute, now Hiram College, and Hiram and Arabella Mason Rudolph, Lucretia Crete. <coughs> Rudolph was a devout member of the Church of Christ. Her ancestry includes German, Welsh, English, and Irish. <coughs> Lucretia Garfield's paternal great-grandfather immigrated to Pennsylvania in, in a part that is now Delaware from Wurdenburg, Germany. <coughs> Education. After attending the Giaga Seminary, where she met James Garfield, Lucretia attended the Eclectic Institute. The Institute believed in the education of women. And because of this, Lucretia became an educated woman over time. Lucretia studied all of the classics and learned to speak Greek, Latin, French, and German. In addition, she studied science, biology, math, history, and philosophy. She graduated from Hiram College, now in Western Reserve Eclectic Institute, when she attended and then became a teacher. Romance and marriage. She first met James Garfield in 1849 while she was attending school at Harvard College, where James was a teacher in Chester, Ohio. He then went to Williams College while she stayed behind to begin teaching in Cleveland, Ohio, and Bryan, Ohio. They then began correspondence and became engaged shortly after. Garfield was attracted to her keen intellect and appetite for knowledge. Lucretia kept up her studies and her teaching, determined to have something to fall back on if she ever found herself unmarried. She didn't want to have to. Depend on her father to support her, so she earned her own salary. Both James and Crete were 26 when they married on November 11, 1858, at the home of the parents in Hiram. Although both were members of the Churches of Christ, the nuptials were performed by Henry Hitchcock, a Presbyterian minister. The Nilus did not take a honeymoon, but instead set up housekeeping immediately in Hiram. 
the service on the Union Army from 1861 to 1866 kept them apart. But after his first appointment in Washington as a freshman representative, the family remained together with a home in the capital as well as what? Longfield in Mandu, Ohio, they enjoyed a happy domestic life apart from a brief affair James had with Lucia Calhoun. In Washington, D.C., they shared intellectual interests with congenial friends. She went with them to meetings of a, of a locally celebrated literary society. They read together, made social calls together, dined with each other, and traveled in company until by 1880 they were as nearly inseparable as his career permitted. Children, the Garfield children. The Garfields had seven children, two, two their first and last died in early childhood. Eliza Arabella Trot Garfield, 1860-1863, and Edward Garfield, 1874-1876, four sons and daughters led to maturity. Harry Augustus Garfield, 1863-1942, lawyer, educated public official, James, Garf- James Rudolph Garfield, 1865-1950, lawyer, public official, Mary Molly Garfield Brown. 1867-1947, educated at private schools in Cleveland and Connecticut. She, in 1888, married Joseph Stanley Brown, presidential secretary during Garfield's term, later an investment banker. She lived in New York and Pasadena, California. Urban McDowell Garfield, 1870-1951, lawyer. He followed his older brothers to Williams College and Columbia Law School. He settled in Boston, where he prospered as a partner in the firm of Warren and Garfield and served on the Browns of Education served on the board of directors at several corporations. Abraham Garfield, 1872 to 1958, architect, a graduate of Williams College and Massachusetts Institute of Technology. He in where he worked as an architect from offices in the James A. Garfield building. He served as chairman of the Cleveland Planning Commission. 1929-1942 and was active in the American Institute of Architects. First Lady of the United States, James A. Garfield's election to the presidency brought a cheerful family to the White House in 1881, though Lucretia Garfield was not particularly interested in the First Lady's social duties. She was deeply conscientious and her genuine hospitality made her dinners and twice... <coughs> <coughs> Twice weekly receptions enjoyable. Aside from hosting dinners and receptions, the Christian advised her husband of whom to select a cabinet officer and a choice for Secretary of State Jane Blaine proved to be successful. Her diary entries show that she not only understood the intricacies of each appointment on the rival factions within the Republican Party, but also carefully calculated their effects. Her early education instilled in her an interest in history and she began to make plans with the historical White House at the Cultural Center of DC. Lucretia went to the Library of Congress to research the history of the White House. Her intent was not to restore the White House, but to bring a sense of history to it. She feels as if there are ghosts in the White House because of all of the history it has seen in the 80, 80 years it had been standing. She really had a sense of history and the history of the, high, of the House. She contracted malaria and by the time she recovered, President Garfield had been shot. She was still a convalescent at Albert Elberon, a seaside resort in New Jersey, when her husband was shot by Charles Cateau on 
last second at a railroad station in Washington. The president was actually planning to take a train north to New Jersey that same day in order to meet his wife before continuing on to a function at his former college in Massachusetts. The first they hurriedly returned to Washington by special train, rail fatigue, desperate reported an eyewitness at the White House, but firm and quiet and full of purpose to save. As the train plays south, it was speeding so fast that the engine broke at a piston in Bowie, Maryland, and nearly derailed. Lucretia Garfield was thrown from her seat but not injured. After an anxious delay, she waited. She reached the White House and immediately went to her husband's bedside. One of the doctors hired to take care of President Garfield was a woman, Dr. Susan Edson. However, she was paid half the amount the men were being paid upon hearing about this description pay. Because she wrote a letter expressing her outrage using the word discrimination to express her fury. Dr. Edson then received the same amount as the men. During the three months that the president fought for his life, her fear for devotion won the respect and sympathy of the country. On the night of Garfield's death, according to Dr. Willard Bliss, she explained, Oh, why am I made to suffer this cruel wrong? After his death and funeral, the bereaved family went home to the farm in northern Ohio. For another 36 years, she led a strictly private but busy and careful life. Active in preserving the records of her husband's career, she created a wing to the home that became a presidential library of his papers. Later life and death, she lived comfortably on a three hundred and fifty three. 150,000 trust fund for her and the Garfield children by financier Cyrus W. Field. She spent winters in South Pasadena, California, where she built a home. She helped design with the celebrated architects Green and Green, to whom she was distantly related. Although she never came out right in support of women's suffrage, her daughter claims her mother believed in equal rights for women. She went to events Theodore Roosevelt held in support of him. When the United States entered World War I, Lucretia became a volunteer for the Red Cross. She died in a South Pasadena home on March 14, 1918. At the age of 85, her casket was placed above ground beside the coffin of her husband in the lower level crypt of the James A. Garfield Memorial at Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode. Have a good week and stay safe.